This is Talking Urology. This Talking Urology Ands Up Conference highlight features Joseph Iskia talking with medical oncologist Craig Getty from the University of Newcastle discussing kidney cancer biomarkers. Thanks for joining us, Craig. You gave a fantastic talk today on the uh, kidney cancer biomarkers that are currently available. And I was just wondering if you could give us a little bit of some of the key points that you spoke about. And we'll start by uh, talking about the diagnostic techniques that are on the horizon for detecting uh, kidney cancer. Thanks, Joe. Um, look, the, the problem we have at the moment is that we don't have a lot of uh, particularly predictive or prognostic biomarkers for renal cell cancer. We don't have a PSMA blood test, we don't have a PSMA scan, so we need something to give people better advice about what to do and what the future might hold and even better which treatment's right for them. So there's a lot of work going on to understand things from blood tests, but there's a number of technologies on the horizon I think will be really interesting. Things like circulating tumour cells, they've been hard to find in kidney cancer because the the proteins on the surface of a kidney cancer cell are different from other cancer cells, but I think some groups are starting to get closer to those. The other one are microRNAs, and they're becoming more and more relevant in different kinds of cancer, and I think there's certainly evidence in kidney cancer that you can find microRNAs that can predict what's going to happen for a person, and then those might actually be ones that you could use to then surveil people, watch it in their blood, watch it in their urine. So we'll see, we'll see what we get from those. Excellent. Now, I was particularly interested by one marker that you mentioned, which is actual patient toxicity mm. to the treatments. Can you tell us a little bit about this? This well, is fascinating. Who, who would have thought that listening to people uh, was a good thing to do? Um, <laughs> well, not, not our surgeons. <laughs> no, no. Um, so this is work, uh, and this is not my work, but it's something that does suggest some trials for us. But um, this is work from Georg Bjarnason, who's in Toronto, and he and a, a bunch of colleagues across Canada have done some wonderful work where they have individualised the dosing for tyrosine kinase inhibitors, uh, in this case mostly sunitinib, um, and by individualising the dosing to make sure that people experience grade 1 toxicity, but not grade 2. Um, as long as they're getting some grade 1 toxicity, there's a suggestion that those people are getting an adequate dose of their tyrosine kinase inhibitor, and as such, those, those people do a lot better, and the, and the results are, are remarkable. The results in a, in a, in a uh, community setting uh, exceed the results of the clinical trial. It's amazing, isn't it? Let's quickly move on to another thing you spoke about, which was how can the lymphocyte and macrophage signature of a clear cell cancer be used to direct therapy? So the work that uh, we've published recently is um, unbelievable. I was just humbled to be part of that process. Um, the understanding the, the atlas now of all of the, the immune cells that are in a cancer is giving us an opportunity to figure out who might respond to a, a single agent PD-1 drug, who might need uh, an additional treatment, who might not respond at all. So it, this, is the, this is potentially the start of predictive biomarkers for immunotherapy and renal cell cancer. And um, as luck would have it, we've got a clinical trial coming uh, called the KeyPad study. Which That's a is, great, great acronym. Thank you, thank you. Well. Yeah, no, the, we, spent, we spent a lot of money on that. No, we didn't spend any money on that. Um, so the KeyPad study is kidney cancer, pembrolizumab and denosumab. So denosumab is a drug that's used uh, for bone health and prostate cancer and breast cancer. It's also used routinely for osteoporosis. But it works on cells that are called osteoclasts. And osteoclasts are actually just macrophages that just happen to be in the bone. So if we've got these macrophages that we want to target in kidney cancers and we want to 
influence the immune response in those cancers, it seems that we've come full circle and it's a great opportunity to combine these two drugs and see what we get out of them. Now, case reports have suggested that adding denosumab to uh, drugs like pembrolizumab or nivolumab or ipilimumab uh, improves the response in patients, and so we're going to be fascinated to find out if that's the case in kidney cancer. Excellent. Thank you very much, Craig. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Uh, Thanks so much. Talking Urology at ANZUP. Proudly supported by Ipsen.